Amen. We, we, we have been endeavoring in Luke chapter 15, and this morning we want to look at verses 25 through 32. Luke chapter 15, and verses 25 through 32. And this is part two of this prodigal father. Jesus has been trying to teach these Pharisees and scribes that God loves sinners just as much as he loved the saints. And so he teaches them this, this parable. So this morning we come to verse number 25. And let's read verses 25 through 32, uh, Luke chapter 15. I'm reading from uh, the King James Version of the Bible, whatever translation you have. Uh, let's read out loud together. Make a chorus of the word of God. All right? You have it? All right, let's read. Now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandments. And yet I never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, who had devoured thy living with harlots, and thou killest for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was fitting that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower faded away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Verse number 28, and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he was angry and would not go in. And he was angry and would not go And he was angry. Dead brother alive and he would not go in. I want to briefly talk about this morning messed up at home. Amen. Messed up at home. You may be seated. Amen. Messed up at home. 
messed up at home. Messed up at home. Yeah, that, that sounds even better. Messed up at home. You see, I want to focus on that older son who never left home. The two sons are representative of the way, the only two ways that people can be lost. One sinned away from home, the other sinned at home. One was lost in miles, the other one was lost in coldness. One sinned against the flesh, the other sinned against the spirit. But both were sinners. The problem is that one recognized that he was messed up, but the other one didn't. See, it's easier for us to identify with the son who left and ended up in the hog pen because many of us have that same testimony that we can identify with that boy who left home, lived wild, drinking Coke 45, and smoking reefers, and making it rain, and just acting a plum fool. We, we can identify with him. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because we have both men and women Amen. Can identify, amen, amen, with that boy who went to the hog pen. Amen. Amen. Some, some of you went to the hotel so often they knew your name or had a number. So just take, take five, which, all right. We can identify. But it's harder to identify with this boy who stayed at home. Have you ever tried witnessing? See, people in the, in the streets, in the, in the gutter, you don't have to try to convince them they are lost. It's a whole different crowd. That crowd out there all tanked up, partying, you don't have no problem trying to tell them, the witness to them, because they know they are messed up because they are doing some messed up stuff with some messed up people. If you got their telephone, that's why they have a lock on their phone. Because if you look in their phone, you see some messed up texts <laughs> and some messed up Twitter that they know you don't have no problem trying to convince the man in the streets he's messed up. But have you ever tried to witness to a good church member who have never seen the inside of a club, who doesn't know what Crown Royal is all about? Never had sex with nobody but their mate. And yet, they are lost. That, that's a tough crowd to try to minister to. Is that crowd who have grown up in church. Who have seen the power of God. And yet, Sunday after Sunday, they stay messed up. Amen. 
Amen. Have seen God work miracles. Have seen God open doors that were closed in their faith. Seen God heal their loved ones and yet they come to church Sunday after Sunday and still leave messed up. That's a tough crowd. Amen. That, that's why Jesus said to the to the, to the Pharisees and the publicans in Matthew 21, 31, he said that the tax collectors and the harlots will go into the kingdom of God before you because it's tough dealing with that self-righteous rascal. Don't drink or smoke. If he does, he just, just do it on his birthday. Never go by a liquor store. He'll go the other way. He won't even pass by a liquor store. Won't even talk to somebody who's a fornicator. <laughs> That's a tough crowd to deal with. This boy had some good things. He, he, he was loyal. He remained with his father. His obedience to his father. His service to his father. But yet, he was messed up. Jesus is trying to get them and us to realize just how much the father loves everybody saint and sinner God loves you Saint Augustine said that God loves each and every one of us as if we are the only ones he has to love God loves you in the midst of your stuff and it's hard sometimes to get church folk to realize that God loved the sinner just as much as he loves us. This boy was mad. That's why Jesus tried to tell this parable. Because uh, some of us think because we've been saved so long, God loves us more. That's why we're so surprised when some bad things happen to us. Who, me? <gasps> and we start running down our service resume. Well, I've been at St. James since on Midway. I've done everything. A tough crowd to deal with. Sometime on Sunday morning, tough crowd to preach to. Amen. God. Messed up at home. <laughs> right here in the text. This boy, amen, messed up. Look here, look here, look here, look here. Some things about this boy. First of all, verses 25 through 27. The older brother was selfish and ungrateful. That should have been family joy. There was a party going on in the house. He heard the music and the dance. And now you can tell they wasn't Baptists because most of you Baptists don't dance. Amen. That's what I'm trying. Many are going 25 years trying to get some of y'all to learn how to dance. Amen. Don't. Amen. Amen. Got real quiet right here again. See that? Heard the music. Heard the dancing. And then he asked someone other than the father. See, that's the way the devil works. See, the devil will not go through authority. The devil always asks somebody else. If you really want to know, ask the person you want to know from. See, don't be asking a deacon what, what y'all about what I think. Ask me. You know, if I got if I haven't called you, that means I don't have nothing to ask you. Because you ought to go to the person you need to know from. This boy has, that's the way the devil works. And instead of going to Eve, Adam, Satan went to Eve. He called a servant out and asked for the reason. And the servant gave him the reason of the celebration. Your brother that was dead 
is alive. Your brother who was lost is at home. You see, we ought to be able to give reason of our celebratory spirit about God. See, a lot of people just think we're just doing an emotional response. But our worship is based upon the word. The psalmist said, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who have made us and not we ourselves. Our worship should be based on the word of God. See, a lot of people think we just being emotional. Oh, ain't nothing to them bunch of emotional folk. But when you know the book, you got reason for celebration. And, and, and he said, he said your, your brother was lost, but he's found. And, and he was dead, and he is alive. Just like a lot of our marriages, just like a lot of our worship is dead. Amen, all right. But it's alive. And, uh, and, uh, and we ought to have reason of our celebration. You better know why you know. You better know what you know. You better know why you know it. Because if you don't know it, the devil mess with your mind. If you don't know the word, you won't last long. Amen. Because your emotions will take you so far. But when you know that God is a God of power and destiny, he laid his hands on me and that the best is yet to come. When you know that the word said, no weapon formed against me going to prosper. When you know that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When you know that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Yes, sir. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This boy was selfish and ungrateful. We ought to know why we know what we know. Y'all stop being picked off by these these, uh, uh, cults. You ought to know why you, what you believe. That's why y'all don't come to Bible study, all this stuff. That's why they do so much teaching and preaching. Because some of y'all get it from TV. Y'all get some of everything and... uh, and then come church looking at me funny. Amen. Don't see anybody who does not respect the authority of God is not from God. And God has placed the man of God in the house of God. And if people don't recognize the authority of your pastor, they are not from God. Anybody don't recognize the authority of your husband is not from God. See? Well, bless his name. Amen. And this, we didn't ask, ask the servant, but the, but the servant knew. You ought to know why you go to church. You ought to know why you celebrate. Because if nothing else, you ought to know because the devil will challenge everything in your life. The grass withered and the flower fade away, but the word of our God stand forever. Amen. He was, he was, he was selfish and uncared. And then secondly, verses 28 through 30 show the older brother was unhappy and unfeeling. Look at it. He got angry. He was angry. Would not go in. How, how you get angry when your brother that was dead is home? How do you get cold when your brother was dead but is alive? I don't have but one brother left. Excuse me for being personal. I had four brothers. I don't have but one left. And I'm trying to work my schedule to get to Seattle. Uh, he lives, his name Roy E. McClendon. He lives in Spanaway, Washington. And I can't try to work my schedule. So I can go see my, 
my last brother, man. And, 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 if, and if, word, if I got word that Roy was at my house and apart, and I'm going to stand outside, he got angry when he heard the good news that his brother was home. Oh, yeah, I told you he was messed up. Amen. Anger's a good emotion if it's used properly, but he got angry at the wrong time. Aristotle talks about anger. If you can be angry at the right time with the right person for the right reason, that's good anger. But he was angry for the wrong reasons. His brother was home. I like getting mad when people start shouting. I get sick of going to St. James. Why? Because somebody over there shouting, dancing. I'm sick of going over there. They sing them songs, all those jivey songs. They over there celebrating. I get sick of all that. Well, you just confessing where you are. He, he got angry. See, everybody's not glad when you're being blessed. Well, amen, amen, amen. amen. That's why, that's what God tried to tell me before we built this building. God told me, said, now listen, you know, amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know what's going to happen. But amen. God tried to tell some of y'all before you got that big old Maybach Mercedes. God said, I told you, now you know. When you go to the family reunion and pull up, you know. <laughs> You no longer shopping at Walmart, Target. You're shopping at the Blitz. You know, everybody's not going to be happy when you get that promotion on your job. And you get to work now when you want to get to work. And you leave when you want to leave. And still getting paid the big money. Everybody's not going to be glad. There's going to be some folk that's going to get angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> got angry wouldn't go in oh, that father Look, I mean look at that don't you see this he was jealous but look at this loving father father came out to him That's the, about father. see father God came to us when you got saved when I got saved we didn't find the Lord because the Lord was not lost <laughs> Amen. Luke 19 and 10, Jesus said, the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. God came where we were in the muck, in the mire of our total selfishness. God came where we were in the nightclubs, in the joints. He was there. Father came out. Boy was jealous. Talking about you ain't never gave me no no kid. You know, but that was wrong with a whole lot of that older brother. He was jealous. Wrong with a whole lot of black folk. That's why I told me we, a lot of us have that crab at us, crab, crab at us thing. We, we have a problem with somebody else that look like us being blessed. Amen. We, we got a problem with, with somebody else that look like us because we've been told you better watch each other. And he was jealous. Told my daddy never gave me nothing. I've been here with you. Well, bless his name. 
Look also at his self-righteousness. He start recounting his self-righteousness. I've been here with you all this time. You watch religious folk, they're always going to tell you how long they've been going to church and who baptized them. Reverend Franklin baptized me down on Midway in 1961. <laughs> I finished my old Anderson High School. That was on, all that kind of, how, how, how people, how religious folk brag on their own, on their own self-righteousness. He right there in the text, how he started right. I ain't never went off, done nothing. Look at that. He, he brought up the sins of his brother. Then also, he never referred to him as his brother. Look how cold he was. He referred to him as your son. That's cold, man. It, it, right there in the text, he said, as soon, I mean, and as soon as this, but as, look at verse 30, but as soon as this, thy son, how cold he was, man. Cold, man, cold. He, he didn't say, he didn't say, my brother, your son. That's cold. Oof. That's refrigerator cold. That's cold. And then, and, then, and then notice how he brought up the sins of his brother. Right here in the text. See, religious folk are always bringing up somebody else's sins. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. They, they, they always bringing up. They always bringing up uh, uh, somebody else's sin. He brought up how, how he spent his uh, uh, look, look, look at verse 30 but as soon as this thy son was come who had devoured thou living with harlots thou have killed for him fatted calf brought up the sins of his of his brother and where religious folk are they, they, I, I got a folk here at St. James they know everybody's sins you know they because I told y'all when I first came here somebody asked me one of these super sophisticated saved sanctified Self-righteous rascals couldn't wait to ask me, a Pastor McClendon, oh, what are you going to do with all of those of these homosexuals here at St. James? Don't ask me. So I said, I'm going to do to them what I'm going to do to everybody else. I'm going to preach to them. Because if I put out the homosexuals, then who will be next? I have to put out all liars. I will have to put out all fornicators. All idolatrous. And I put out all non-tithers. And pretty soon I won't have nobody to preach to. And I have to put myself out. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Going to bring up the sins of his brother. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I wasn't a Michael Jackson fan, but one song he did put out, I love the man in the mirror. See. You need to look at yourself and the, and, the, and the religious folk always can point out other people's sins. You've been gloriously saved and folks still trying to scuba dive in your sea of forgetfulness. Psalm 32 and 1 said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. 
Psalm 103, 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Romans 8 and 1 said, there, Therefore now no condemnation to them who walk after Christ. And then you're going to go dig up. <laughs> That's religious folk. Amen. Digging up his brother's sin. And then to add insult to injury, it wasn't his money anyway. Well, bless the Lord. Wasn't his money, it was the daddy's money. It wasn't any of his business how he spent his money. The daddy gave it to him, it wasn't his money. Well, bless the Lord. Bringing up his brother. That's why you gotta be careful. That Lord, Reverend Clemens last week, God was just telling me, gotta be careful. You just can't confess everything you used to do. Because because I call people like that post-savific redundancy. You've been saved. They're still bringing up. Yeah, I remember when. Yeah. But it's covered. <laughs> it, it, it brought up this brother's past life. Watch those kinds of uh, cold and uh, uh, unconcerned people, religious folk. Never won't let you live it down. <laughs> Hate to see them coming. Never won't live that. Yeah. That's why I stopped going to church. That's religious folk. These hypocrites, and you can tell them I said it. You're a hypocrite. You so holy. Amen. I stopped going over there. <laughs> you messed up, rascal. Amen. Amen. Well, then thirdly and finally, let's hold you too long. The verses 31 and 32, the older brother was unloving and unforgiving. Look, 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 the, the older brother, the older brother refused to go in and stayed outside and pouted. He missed the joy of forgiving his brother and restoring the broken fellowship. He, he, he missed the joy of celebrating with his brother who was dead but is alive. Don't let nobody fool you, my brothers and my sisters. When you miss coming to the Lord's house, you miss a whole lot. I, 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 yeah, let, me, let, me, let me say it again. Some, some people trying to convince you. I, you ain't miss, You lie. You do miss something. Amen. I mean, he, he, he did not go in. Look at the number of people who passed this church signed up and never come in. Because when you come in, you expose yourself to the things of God. See, when you come in, you are become a candidate for a miracle. When you come inside of the Lord's house, he did not go in. Stayed out and pouted. Just like some of the members of St. James. Still a coming to church. You pouting. You missing your blessing. He would not come. He missed the fellowship. Uh, missed the fellowship of the father. Missed the fellowship of his brother. He would not go in. Still, my brother and my sister, the sad commentary this morning is that there is no record 
of him ever going in. Everybody in this chapter experienced joy except the elder brother. The shepherd, the woman and their friends, the younger son come home to the party, the father celebrating the return of his son. Everybody experienced joy but the eldest brother because he would not come in. He was messed up and that's what God was trying to get him to see. You can be religious and lost. His main problem was he needed to be born again. And that's what Jesus was trying to get across to these Pharisees, to these uh, scribes. That's what God is trying to get across to these Baptists and Methodists and these Pentecostal and to these Catholics and Buddhists and Muslims and Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and Church of the Living God. You need to be born again. Amen. You can be at home and be messed up. Joining a church will not save you. Not drinking, not smoking, not fornicate will not save you. Only Jesus can save. Now what God was trying to get them to understand and get us to understand that it's not your denominational affiliation. It is your walk with Christ that saves a man or a woman. They were messed up. He was messed up at the house. Hearing all the party would not go in. There's a new commercial out by Nike and it started off by saying this new commercial it shows a chinchilla in a wheel and the earth stopped turning. So they decide on running to get the world turned again. <laughs> and, they, and they break out running. Let's, let's go. And they start running. There come Kevin Hart talking about we're going the wrong way. And there Kobe laying on his jet and said, let's go. <laughs> and they all running. And y'all see, they all running. And finally, while they running, they got, what's his name? Uh, the Greek freak can't pronounce his name for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's running. And they running. And the whole world is running. But while they're running, the commentator come over and said, you are running the wrong way. <laughs> so he said, we got to turn around. <laughs> And go back. And Kevin Hart said, I told y'all, y'all run the wrong way. I told you to run the wrong way. And, and the Lord spoke to my heart and said, that's repentance. What's wrong with some of you all this morning? You are running the wrong way. <laughs> you, you, you at church, but you messed up. And God is trying to tell me, turn around and run the right way. <laughs> turn around and get right with the Father. Turn around and get right because you are running the wrong way. Yes, sir, I'm glad I turned around going on 46 years ago. Gave my heart to Christ and I came in. And every time I preach, I'm trying to get folk, come on in. But you've been outside long enough with the coldness of religion. Have you been outside long enough with your hurt and your anger? God is saying, come on in. 
You're running the wrong way. That's why you don't have any joy. Are you at church with your Bible all marked up, but there is no joy because you are running the wrong way. He said, come on in. I got room for you. Forgive the folk who hurt you. Come on in. He died on the cross for your sin. Buried, but on the third day morning, he rose and he's saying to you, come on in. You don't have to be messed up anymore. You're running the wrong way. Come on in. Door church open today. <laughs> I'm glad I came in. I tell anybody anywhere I go, I'm glad I came in. I was messed up in the church. Member four different denominations. Messed up. Didn't drink. Didn't smoke. Messed up. Can't go too further down the list because there are some things I did do. <laughs> but I was messed up. But I came to Jesus. And if you're here today, choir gonna sing. I care the cybership people are coming. There may be somebody say, you know, I'm tired of running the wrong way. I'm messed up at home. Three questions you must answer sooner or later. Number one. Are you saved? Number two, who saved you? And number three, how did he do it?